Hello and welcome back to another episode of the FPL by Dummies. My name's Tom. And I'm Cam. And welcome back. And we apologise for being AWOL for many weeks this past couple weeks. I'm still blaming Cam for that. Um, but as a as a uh, an apology to you all, we've brought in a special guest. Um, well, I'd say, I was going to say the king of, of, of FPL Shut podcasts, up. but <laughs> am I overrating that slightly? <laughs> James from Planet FPL. How you doing, mate? I'm alright mate, yeah, you right fumbled that, didn't you? I mean, I was going to come up with something a bit better, but I'm trying to think. I mean, your football knowledge, I mean, compared to a lot of everyone else, I think it's pretty, pretty up there, isn't it? Uh, thank you, mate. Well, I'm going to say, I, 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 say I, it is. I'll leave trumpet. that for others to judge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, it definitely is, it definitely is, but how are you anyway, are you right? Yeah, grand mate, other than my football team, as I told you. <laughs> can we just not talk about that? And talk <laughs> this is probably the three worst people you can have talking about their football teams at the minute. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it really isn't been a great week for you has it oh what for Spurs no <laughs> I mean Spurs yes yeah, but yeah but it's, I mean Spurs Tom it's not been a great four years <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not beat around on it mate so it's just another weekend at the lane mate yeah I mean and uh, yeah you said you, you went this week so yeah enjoyed that last minute goal yeah I always go for my punishment mate yeah <laughs> well luckily I didn't travel up to Wolves to watch uh, Brentford also get dismantled by them which is a uh, I mean just as bad I think so yeah, it's bad when Diego Costa's scoring against you. Isn't it like, it, I assume it must be his first goal in a while. It was his first goal since 2017. His first goal since 2017. Well, his first Prem goal since 2017. That's depressing, isn't it? So <laughs> I'm glad we're all in, sitting in the same boat. That's um, normally the sort of stat my team turns up for. <laughs> as, uh, well, as Ricky uh, Saunders, our Tottenham correspondent, says, "Dr. Tottenham will see you now to like." I'm about to say, right? Have you have you got to play Wolves yet, or no? Have you fin- have you played them both twice? No, we lost to them a few weeks ago. That was another <laughs> great away day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Well, anyway, how's your um, FPL season going this year, mate? Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, not too bad this week. I'm probably going to land about two six five k. Make sure the k's there. So I green this week, which I was wasn't convinced I'd be hitting the green this week. Actually, uh, yeah. Ollie Watkins primarily pulled through with obviously the Holland captaincy that puts forty on the board, doesn't it? Grealish assist and a nice few save points from your boy in goal, Tom. You did, Kevin yeah. Raya. I mean, essentially that's that's my week, but it looks like it's, it's going to be green, subject to probably maybe Liverpool players going off big tomorrow night. But I don't even think I don't think that will put a dent. But even if Mo got a, a treble, I don't think that'd put a dent in to make it not a green for me. So, yeah, all right, considering I was probably prepared for a red this week. Yeah, Cam, yourself? Not the best. It's definitely going to be a red for me because I'm all out now. As you say, that Saka pen miss has done me really dirty because he was a good EO for me. So, yeah, um, I took a hit this week because I'm going against the grain of, well, your both your plans for 32. I'm trying to just transfer my way to a team in 32 and then I'm going to free hit 34. So took a hit this week to kind of pave the way for that, but gave me a mighty one point extra than I would have had. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's pretty kind of non, non-starter of a week. Harlan captain, as James said, brought in Gahey, brought in seven points for me. So that went too bad. And then I raised your David Raya with my Kepper for six on his save points. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what am I at? With a minus 448. Um, no Liverpool player, so that could be a bit more of a red tomorrow. But 350k as we stand. Yeah, Brennan, I also had a stinker as well this week. So I think, yeah, between Halland and Watkins, I think pretty much got my entire total. I'm on 50, which is slightly more than you can, but 
but yours took a hit, so I'm even going to take the hit. Yeah, it was just really the first bad. time I've done a podcast with two other people and had the most, the highest score in a game. <laughs> it was, it's been, um, yeah, an absolute stinker. So, well, oh, as you said, yeah. during the game week, we needed Kane and Tony to kind of cover the Watkins uh, situation, and they didn't do They that, did nothing. So, so I mean, yeah. what? Um, Tony hit the post. Matoma should have scored. Matoma sh- and potentially got a penalty. Rekha missed the pen. McAllister should have scored. Anyway, we could go on if buts and maybes, but <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, Bruno Fernandes got man of the match today, though, but um, unfortunately that meant no points. So, yeah, that was a very, very frustrating for me. Good, good, good news, though, for owners, though, if they've watched out, I think. Yeah. Well, obviously, no, with, not... with Sabitza missing out, he played a lot higher, and how he's not returned in that. He was I'm not sure if it is good really news, good. though, because now it's like, well, I can't get Salah in because I'm keeping Bruno Fernandes because he looks so good. So, yeah, not sure. Did you keep Rashford? I've kept Rashford, yeah. I've kept Rashford, yeah. Well, he might not be fit for 34. No, I mean... Yeah, but then I won't be able to afford him, so... (laughs) I know we can't swear by the um, flags system on FPL, but it says he's due back 27th of April, which I think is partway through game week 33. So at the very least, well, I'm free hitting in 34 anyway, so it doesn't really matter to me. I can either keep him or just move him on to someone else, but... Oh, he'll be back for Dr. Tottenham in game week 33. (laughs) I don't don't doubt that. (laughs) Rescue United's falter. Yeah, but we'll run, do the, run through the games very quickly as we normally do. Um, Villa absolutely obliterated Newcastle this week. Um, yeah. Did you see that coming? No. I mean, they've obviously been really good under Emery. I think they have the third best record in the league since he took over after Guardiola and Arteta. Um, I think I saw they've got 38 points in the games that he's managed. So he's done enough to keep them up in just the time that he's been there, let alone their first half of the season. Um, but yeah, they were unbelievable. Watkins was, as lots of people said, unplayable yesterday. Um, well, you know, the best team in the world made in more years, so. <laughs> Exeter. <laughs> yeah, Western <laughs> Supermare. Um, <laughs> yeah, I played I played double Newcastle and bench Tyrone Ming, so that result was nice. not good for me. Um, oh. <clears throat> yeah, thought I'd risk it. Thought I'd, it was either, you'd be, if you play one of each, it was like you're not going to, you're sort of hoping for a nil-nil, which is never fun to watch. And I didn't really want to sit there at 12.30 hoping for a nil-nil. So thought Newcastle would turn up and they did not. They didn't just look really, really, really they just got dominated. Yeah, a combination of Villa's best performance of the season and, mm. and Newcastle's worst. Um, and to be fair, that's probably Newcastle's first actually bad performance throughout mm. a game all season. Um, yeah, Villa were outstanding. They were so good. Um, you can tell the vibe around the club, the atmosphere in the stadium. Um, he's right there for them at the moment. Everything's just pulling together. And listen, they'll believe they can qualify for Europe now. The fixture list of what's left is tough, but they're flying, aren't they? If, yeah, they, can get anywhere, if they can get anywhere near the consistency that they've been showing recently, they'll finish above my team, won't they? They're only three points behind my team now, and, and we've still yeah. got to go there. So you might as well call that level now. <laughs> that six that six point was already sorted. So yeah, uh, they do look really good. And yeah, probably. I mean, well, I get I get the joy of talking to Lee Jackson with you tomorrow, don't I? So that's going to be fun. You do. He's going to be buzzing. Lee's a bit of a problem when he's in a good mood, as you'll find out. You think <laughs> yeah, he's a comedian <laughs> at the best of times. Um, Brilliant. His team's playing really well, and I guess for this week, I, I suppose debate for you. If you're free hitting, Tom, are you, you going with Watkins this week or not? He's in there at the moment, so yeah. Um, but I mean, probably head, um, heart over head will take over and Tony will replace Watkins and I'll probably <laughs> David Ray in goal as well just for fun. So yeah. Um, Brighton beat Chelsea this week. Um, water is wet. 
Yeah, Chelsea are shit. <laughs> I mean, absolute well, screamer by Incencio to win the game for them. And of course, it was a solid match assist, wasn't it? Well, the majority of the game owns Matoma and McAllister still. Well, I mean, Chelsea's attacking woes continue because their goal was a deflection from a you know, speculative shot from outside of the box. So, yeah, even with Frank taken, I mean, I don't think anyone expected anything with Frank taken over, but the rock continues. Supposedly, Todd Bolly went in the dressing room for an hour after the game. Um, that's just how long it took him to introduce himself to the whole squad. <laughs> there's so many of them. But yeah, the, there's a major difference between the quality of these two teams. I think for Chelsea, it's understandable because they're obviously focusing on Madrid on Tuesday, but Brighton are a far better football team at the moment. Mm-hmm. Don't discount them are still finishing fourth. Yeah, I definitely. Say. They've got still got to play United. They've still got to play Villa, a couple of teams in and around them. Otherwise, they've got some good fixtures as well. Um, yeah, because what this... Flying. Seven points off Newcastle, but with a game in hand over Newcastle. So, yeah, it's not it's not a million miles away. And if they've got to play all those teams, they can knock points off of them. So, yeah, not bad at all. Um, <clears throat> Chelsea could still get relegated. They won't get relegated, mate. Oh, I know we can dream, though, can't we? But they could. They <laughs> might. They might get an FFP points deduction that's so yeah. bad in the coming years that they yeah. might do. But... <laughs> but yeah, well, I say, well, that'd be interesting next year to see what happens with the amount of money they've spent. Their summer's going to be fascinating. Mm. I think it will be the story of the summer, what's going to happen with them and how they're going to try and manipulate things. Suppose they've already extended Enzo Fernandez's contract, haven't they? It's like another, another year. year to like 2032 or something. Yeah, apparently by the time like, he leaves, he'll be 32 years old if he, if he calls out his contract. Great. It's just, it's just insane, isn't it? Like, the, uh... I hope he doesn't get a really, really bad injury because that's a long contract. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. Well, the and, thing yeah. that I I hadn't kind of realised, um, what's his face? Neville was talking about this that, you know, I think he was talking about Mudrick in this situation. But let's say he does go on to fulfil the potential that everyone's saying he's got, he's then stuck in a contract getting paid at whatever level when he's now a world superstar, um, and he's still kind of this prospect sort of pay level, um, and he's tied to this contract at the level that he's come in at, but he's now superseded it, and that was just something I'd not considered because. Yeah, it's obviously ridiculous that Chelsea are now tied into that, but it's the same for the players. Like they've kind of nailed their colours to the mask. But Brighton, interestingly, we talked about ways to find Salah. Um, I think we were just talking off camera just before we started. Yeah. McAllister might be the one I lose because with this Veltman okay. injury, obviously Gross went to right back and McAllister yeah. went deeper, mm-hmm. and Asisso's obviously scored a great goal and playing up front. He's four point six and a forward. And so even if Evan Ferguson is out for a while, because he obviously also got injured, he went off, didn't he? it might be adding one of those two enables me with what I've got in the bank to go McAllister to Salah in 34. It's not ideal, but might be what I end up doing. Those yeah, two 4.6 always... forwards are worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, drop Kane down to Incenso. And uh, yeah, then you've got, well, loads of money in the bank. Loads of money in the bank. So yep. um, Everton, uh, yeah, went 1-0 up, but again, just uh, completely faltered against Fulham, who looked a little bit better uh, this this week. For their first win in about five or six, I think it is. Um, James, bottom three. Have you have you picked who you think going down yet? Uh, if you'd have asked me pre yesterday, I'd have, I'd have put Leicester in with Southampton and Forest, but I thought Everton would win yesterday, um, and their fixtures are probably a little bit tougher. Than Leicester's, although Leicester have got to do well in the next three, which probably includes having to beat Everton. 
in game week 34. I mean, it's probably going to come down to those two, I think. Mm. Um, unless Leeds also wet the bed over the next three or so. Who? But I say, think, they've got a, a lot of six-pointers, haven't they? Next. Yeah, because yeah. Leeds, Leeds got a lot of big games at the bottom, haven't they? They've got the Bournemouth, they've got Leicester themselves. So, but if Leeds need need to beat top Doctor Tottenham in game week thirty eight, <laughs> that's 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 I'm I'm going for that one as well. Um, <laughs> that that'll that'll get them out of trouble. Whereas you you look at the others, um, and you're not so sure they're going to get the points. I think that there's a gap building now where certain teams like, like Bournemouth obviously beat my team yesterday. Yep. They're going to feel like they're they're nearly they're nearly there. They're nearly, nearly safe now. So. Um, I think it'll be Everton or Leicester. Um, I think that game in game week 34 might even end up deciding it. Yeah. Two massive teams are going down, eh? I can't see Southampton and Forest staying up at this stage. No, Southampton's one of them. And then you've got, as you say, Bournemouth have probably not totally pulled themselves clear, but um, they've certainly done themselves no Forest fixtures are rough and they don't have Dr. Tottenham. But Everton, Leeds, and West West Ham are all in and around it. I think West Ham will be all right. Um, yeah. Their fixtures aren't great either, but you, you fancy them to do a little bit like what they've done mm. against Arsenal and, yeah. and pick something up if needed, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, we can jump to them today. Um, obviously, Saka missed a penalty. Um, Josh was absolutely buzzing because he owned Odegaard and Martinelli. But yeah, Arsenal. Um, interesting result. Obviously, looked fantastic in the first sort of 15, 20 minutes and then just completely fell apart under the pressure. They looked very similar to what happened against Liverpool, actually. They just mm. sort of pretty much collapsed on themselves. Back in pressure, hands. pressure getting to them? Might be. Um, I mean, you couldn't explain. The, the Liverpool one you can explain because obviously Liverpool got up ahead of steam and then you understand why they got very deep against Liverpool. Today, they were in so much control. I mean, West Ham were offering zero. Absolutely yeah. nothing. It was just a question of if Arsenal could be bothered to get more goals. Then you can see the goal, though. You're only one ahead and you're playing against a team that's happy to throw long balls into the box, long throws, and it becomes a little bit awkward. And West Ham did well to make the game really scrappy in the second half. So it will feel it will feel for Arsenal worse than, obviously, if they'd lost to Liverpool and won today. I mean, it's obvious they'd have an extra point on the board, but it's psychological of being two new up in both those games and not winning. Yeah, you suspect. The good thing I think is they've got a nice reset against Southampton coming up this weekend. This week, I feel imagine, like it is going to imagine be nice. if they don't win it. I mean, that'll be uh, yeah. But then the, I think that's the end. That's Guns. the end, isn't it? That'll complete collapse. But the way Southampton are playing, I feel like that should be a relatively straightforward win. But I think Arteta will get them to the point where. That could be a bit scary, to be honest. I think I think Arsenal will be out for blood on that game. Thing is, though, if they win at the Etihad in 33, which they're capable of mm-hmm. doing, they'll still win this. Yeah, yeah. It's still but, a, now, it, but now, it, pressure. obviously, go back 10 days, it looked like they could afford to lose that. Whereas now, you'd suspect if, if they get beat at the Etihad, you would really, really strongly fancy City. Who's on um, City's game in hand? So City's games in hand are West Ham at home and then they'll obviously have after this weekend Brighton away. Both teams have still got to play Brighton. So City and Brighton would almost definitely be 37. Arsenal playing with 36. Arsenal also got to go to Newcastle. Um, But if Arsenal beat Southampton, they'll go to the Yeti, had seven points clear, having played two more. So if if, if Arsenal were to go there and win, then they'll be 10 clear 
We've been played two more. It's finished. It's over. And you'd, you'd rather have points on the board, wouldn't you, than, yeah. than games well, in hand. Yeah, so but, but then the, the flip of it the other way, let's let's assume Arsenal do beat Southampton and then City beat Arsenal. Yeah. Then, then the gap's four and City got the two in hand then and, and a better goal difference. And from there, once you're behind City, you're in big trouble. And and yeah, the role the role in train is Man City once they get going. And as we've seen in the last few games, they just but but it might in a weird way it might suit Arsenal a bit better in thirty three because I think although probably they'd take a draw now if you offered it to them, they probably may well have gone there and played for it. Whereas I don't yeah. think they'll go there and play for it now. And it, it might their, just be yeah. that it's it's a mad game. Unfortunately, if City give up, if Arsenal give up to City, the chances they give up to Liverpool last week. And even some of the ones to give to West Ham in the second half today, they'll get beat. Yeah, well, I mean, a nice little segue into the the just un, he's not human, is he? Two more goals for Erling Haaland in forty five mm-hmm. minutes, a three one demolition of Leicester. Um, well, I mean, first half was a demolition. Then second they half, bothered, mate. Then they sort of just yeah. I mean, yeah, well, took Haaland off, took Stones off. Roger came off about sixty minutes in, and it was just like, oh well, let's just wait for Bayern now. <clears throat> and very similar they took Rodri off at Bournemouth and they had a, a really weird last 20 minutes when they were winning 4-0 or so so I wouldn't read too much into the end of that game uh, obviously Rodri's so important to them and how they play two goals for Haaland just snubbed there at the office isn't it mm. it's, it is mad how it's just deal. come to be expected now like if he doesn't score it's a, it's a headline rather than the fact that he keeps on scoring to be honest, yeah, you'd be more if I'd if I'd said you going into this week, Hall and Blanks will get a hat trick. You'd probably said to me, "It's more likely to get a hat trick." <laughs> yeah. It's insane, isn't it? It's just what uh, it is, yeah. And I actually, remember, when he when he's got the two that early, you just assume he's probably yeah. he's going to get a hat trick. Probably. I remember at the start of the season, there was a really good, a really good friend of mine who's who's a Man City fan. God bless him. Um, <laughs> and he said he put a bet on for a tenner. Uh, for Erling Haaland to score over 30 goals in the Premier League this season. And I literally laughed him out of the room. I was like, that is the most ridiculous bet you will ever put on. I was like, you just wasted £10. So how like, much did he win? A lot of money. Um, I think he put a tenner on. I think he won over 300 and something pounds. So yeah, it was, it was like 33 to 1 and it was a special. And I was like, well, it's not even that good odds for him to score over 30 goals. Bear in mind, it's, it would be like breaking records anyway. And yeah, he's done it relatively simply. So he also uh, picked up another bet earlier in the year, which I was speaking to Cam about, where he got 10 goals with his left, 10 goals with his right, and 10 headers, I think it was. Um, it's right. I, think it's, I think he's done it already. Or is it five, I'm sorry, five of each. Five of each it was. Oh, and that, standard. And that was even that was even stupider odds, to be honest, because I don't think they were expecting that. So yeah, he's won both of those. So congratulations to George, because he's won absolutely shitloads of money, and he won't be sharing any of that with me. Well done, mate. Yeah, well, if I was him, continue laughed at him, Tom. Exactly. I him, mate. <laughs> no, exactly. I think he's, yeah, he's buying everyone else around the drinks, just not me. So, <laughs> um, yeah, James, uh, Ian Acho, you sold the poor guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I said on Friday that he he'd scored a consolation for Leicester because City can't help themselves but concede when they're. You almost cruising. If, if, if you want City clean sheets, you're most better off them winning one nil. As soon as they go three nil or so, they just start taking the piss and stuff, they they, they just become open. Um, yeah, Leicester have got to play Ian Acho. Got to. I mean, he should have scored twice, actually. He's obviously hit the post after he scored as well. I realise the, the goal he scores, admittedly, could have fell to anyone. But he's there. He sniffs the chances yeah. and he'll take them. I think there's a lazy narrative tag around him. But I'll tell you what, when you need to win games of football to stay up, they need to put their best goal scorer in the team for me. Yeah. It's really straightforward. His, his goals per minute are still ridiculous, aren't they? Like, yeah. I mean, if you just look at it, I mean, obviously, I know he plays a lot of uh, sub appearances, so 
he's obviously when he comes on scores goals there, but it's still they played crazy, what, crazy stats. They've started the last five or six without him. I mean, how many points have got over that period? One. Yeah, one. I think it's yeah. It's not been any better, has it? No, absolutely so not. And then at least when they had that period where they got four against Doctor Tottenham and four against Villa, he was right amongst it, weren't he? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'd get back. I'm not recommending him as an FPL buy at this moment for anyone, but yeah, he's 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 got to play in the team for them. Yeah, and then I guess we've been avoiding it long enough. Uh, Wolves two, Brentford nil. Um, we'll move on as quickly as possible because it was depressing <laughs> as it sounds. Um, yeah, Wolves were much better than us. Um, unfortunately, I also have a friend who's a Wolves fan who just sent me messages of just loads of laughing faces and lots of abusive words. So, um, yeah, David Ray is the only shining light from from our Brentford team at the moment, and um, unfortunately, he'll be on his way in in summer. So, Spurs again. Yeah. <sighs> He's probably going to Spurs, isn't he? Do you think? I I'll can't take tell you what's going I think he's great, mate. I don't know who else is going to go for him. I think Chelsea, United. I can't see why Chelsea. Uh, goalkeepers. Well, Chelsea, Chelsea can't afford to pay, pay, buy him because uh, you know, they're, they're pretty buggered anyway. Oh, I don't know, mate. Do you reckon yeah. they'll just... Barcelona leavers, who knows? They might sell the shed end or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, mate. Yeah, no, I um, I think it'll be Spurs, maybe United, but I, with the way De Gea is playing at the moment as well, and Ten Hag's comments, I don't even know if they will go for him or not. I think I think both United and Chelsea are looking for a goalkeeper this summer. My team definitely will be. Can you throw in Rico Henry as well, mate? No, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> okay. I think we've had this conversation many times before. but We, um, we have, yeah. Luckily, I don't know if you've had it on your channel, though, so that's why I'm repeating it. Luckily, he's, luckily he's on a longer contract than uh, David Rea, who's only got a year left in summer. So, no, luckily, Rico's tied up for a bit longer, so I think we'll be keeping hold of him. So, I think with the way we've been playing, I don't think there'll be a lot of players that, that jump ship that quickly, because I don't think there's... Is a player I mean, your past three games up? have been difficult, so your form, I wouldn't read too much into. You've had. Well, I mean, the season as well. I mean, finish, if we finish where we are, ninth, yeah. tenth, we're, yeah. we're not, we're not going to finish below Chelsea because they can't win any games. So, um, <laughs> exactly. If you remember the pre-season time, we discussed your last six and went, oh my God, you need to be clear of trouble. But actually, you look at the fact you've still got to go to Chelsea and Tottenham, it doesn't feel quite such a bigger deal. Even Liverpool as well doesn't feel quite such a big a deal as what it did. Those games, Chelsea got nothing to play for. If Liverpool don't do well in the next few, they'll have nothing to play for. Tottenham, I'm almost certain for 37, they'll have nothing to play for. Then you're right, you've got mm. City last day, please lose. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's a Tottenham fan coming out of you there, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Well, to be honest, I mean, we've already beaten City once before this this season that the A had, so it's a tough place to go. Listen, you've had a, you've had a great season, man. Yeah, I'm not going to complain too much, but I will complain this week because we were shit. Um, Spurs against Bournemouth. Sorry, mate. Uh, yeah, last minute winner from from uh, from Bournemouth. This wasn't part of the deal to talk about this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Bournemouth, Bournemouth did well. Deserved to win the win the game. I, I, I'd say that we've played better teams and won games this year, um, and been fortuitous. And that includes teams around about Bournemouth's zone in the in the table, but. To win consecutive games away to Leicester and Tottenham, the manner of the way they did it as well, like big congrats to them. Uh, Solanke obviously with a nice haul this weekend. I mean, he's a potentially an interesting one for this weekend. They changed and played a, a back three. I wouldn't be surprised if they went back to a back four against West Ham, to be totally honest. Um, but I imagine they'll pull away and probably any win from the next three, West Ham at home, Southampton away and Leeds at home will, will do it, I think. Yeah, What's, 33 um, points now, six points clear. Who do you want in next year, James? Who do I want in for manager? 
for Bournemouth. I think Gary O'Neill's doing a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> Gary O'Neill. Everybody knows who I want, surely. Yeah, Deserby, but he's, he's, he's obviously not going to go there, is he? So I've got he, an obsession with him, mate. Yeah, but hoping, who, who hoping is the checkbook can make it really, really big. I, I, think, I think the question really is not who do you want, who do you actually think you're going to get? So yeah. how, how quickly do you think Brendan's going to sign the dotted line? Uh, no, I think Tottenham will. I think Tottenham will still end up with Pochettino back. Yeah. Okay. And how do you feel about that? Mixed. Love mm. him, obviously. Um, part of the, the the best bit of supporting Tottenham for the last thirty years. But I'm concerned that I don't think it's going to be the great football or the kind of reunion that people think it's going to be. It's yeah. It's basically you you dumped the prettiest girl in school and then you've realised after four years of being with someone else that, oh my, you can get her back. But she's not been used properly in those four years in between. <laughs> Maybe she thinks a bit differently about things now. And yeah, I'm... Pochettino's Tottenham once Musa Dembele broke down was really bad. We didn't win the away game in England for these last mm-hmm. nine months, basically. And uh, I think it was progressing towards a counter-attacking style anyway. He's used, the, the squad needs a massive overhaul. His actual signings that he did make at Tottenham weren't great after the first couple of years. You know, Davinson Sanchez got booed off yesterday. Pochettino signing for £40 million. And there were other glaring errors, uh, such as getting Giovanni Lo Celso rather than Bruno Fernandes, for example. Tangi and Dombali is the Musa Dembele replacement. So when he did spend the money, he didn't spend it well. Um, so I'm concerned. But, you know, am I going to be unhappy if Pochettino comes back? No, it's going to be a, a nice story. Yeah, I do. I think it's not kind of the written rule that it's not going to work second time around. But I do just think they're not even... Because he probably shouldn't have been sacked the first time around. But there was a reason it's, that he it's, was. It's easy to say that in hindsight, he'd lost that team. And it's easy to go forward four years and mm. say, oh, they shouldn't have sacked him. Of course, if we could all go back, they should have said, look, do what you need to do with this team. Take mm. as long as you need to. Get rid of who you need to. All that, like Liverpool have done with Klopp, is is a great example, right? Klopp said himself recently, if it wasn't for what he'd achieved at Liverpool, yeah. he'd have been sacked this year, probably. So, yeah, we can look back on that in hindsight, but some of the games I saw Tottenham have in those last couple of months... You know, seven two at home to Bayern Munich. Jeez, it should have been about ten two. Three 0 away to Brighton, and this wasn't Zerbi's Brighton, right? It was a struggle in Brighton. Got absolutely terrorised. Um, and and the, the last game, Sheffield United at home, absolutely completely outplayed. He'd lost them, so it's easy to do the narrative afterwards. But yeah, if of course, if we'd all go back, we'd have just done these four years with Pochettino because it it couldn't have been worse than what it yeah. has been. At least from an entertainment perspective, anyway. <laughs> you are still there or thereabouts, aren't you? Still fifth, fifty-three, only three points behind top four. I know you've played a game extra. <clears throat> um, I got laughed at last week when I said that we were more likely to finish eighth than fourth, and I don't think people think that's quite so funny now. What's the? I'm looking at it now. I mean, yeah, the only one really, uh, yeah. I mean, Liverpool are nine points behind you, obviously two games in hand. So, Yeah, and they've still got to play Dr. Tottenham as well. So yeah. put, put those, it's at Anfield, right? So put those points on the board. Yeah, Villa, yeah. We've still got to play Villa. We put Villa's yeah. points on the board as well. And Brighton have obviously got games in hand and are a far superior football team than us. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we finished out. It's far more likely than fourth. 
I don't think we will finish eighth, but it's more likely than, than fourth. Yeah. The opportunity yeah. went this weekend, right? We had the really rough set of five fixtures, which began with Brighton. We were lucky as hell to win that last week. Yeah. We've got Newcastle, Man United and Liverpool to come. The one on paper you've got to win is Bournemouth, particularly when Newcastle have opened the door for you at lunchtime and not look great. Not to take advantage. Nah, game over. Yes. Yes. Where do you think you will finish then? Is it going to be? Do you think it'll be eighth or no? Uh, no. Sixth or seventh. Okay. It'd probably we can, stop, we can stop talking about Tottenham now. Um, I final game. Think, I definitely think Brighton will finish above us. Yeah, yeah, to be honest, probably more than likely. So, um, final game of the day today, uh, Man United beat Nottingham Forest 2 0. Um, yeah, Bruno Fernandes created five chances and had five shots and still ended up with three points. Yeah, it just... was good. Like, uh, you know, if you if you have owned like I've done, at least now, you, you'll, although the points aren't there, you'll feel much better about it than you did this time last week. Now you're thinking, I'll tell you what, if he's going to play that position and keep playing like that. I'll keep him. Whereas it's been looking the last two weeks or so like, oh, he's playing too deep. I need yeah. to get rid. Well, I mean, and even against... He, cre- he, cre- he created loads of chance against Everton. This yeah, yeah exactly. Deep. Absolutely. But still, you don't want to pay near 10 million for a a six, if you will. No. Um, I about to say, I feel like Anthony does have some sort of vendetta against them or just doesn't own Bruno Fernandes in the FPL team though because he missed obviously a shitload of sitters last week. And today it was like every time Bruno made a run, Anthony was like, go on, just get past that ball in and he just didn't it just seemed to be uh, obviously he got the golden assist himself but um, yeah it was a bit of a frustrating day being a Bruno Fernandes owner yeah I wouldn't I mean to be honest in terms of what's fit for United at the moment uh, if we exclude Shaw and Rashford at the moment the only ones you could possibly consider is the goalkeeper Bruno Fernandes and I think Martial Mm. just because the forwards in 34 aren't great so it maybe appeals if he's going to stay through there, but that's definitely one you'd leave to lastminute.com to make sure he's fit. And United's double in 34 doesn't look so great now because of Villa's form. Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, was it Brighton? Brighton and Villa, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, And obviously we have Leeds-Liverpool tomorrow where um, I own no Liverpool. Cam, you, you don't own no. any at the moment. No. James, Salah or? No, all out. I'll have three of them this coming week, but none at the moment. Great, so we're all going to be sat watching that game with a great pleasure and hoping Leeds absolutely batter them. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be hoping that we absolutely tank them, but Salah just keeps out of it. So, what, like four goals for Curtis Jones or something? No, Darwin. Okay, fine. Darwin, Darwin and Jota to come back to form, that would be lovely. So, come on in. What's the best three for the weekend, then? Cam? What do you mean? Free Liverpool. Oh, front, front three. If you're free hitting this week, just because just because you're not free hitting, we all are. Oh yeah, right, um, definitely Salah. Um, I think Forrest. Well, I'm going to talk. Well, I'll give the spiel now. He's my marry this week. Um, but basically, his non-penalty xgi and his non-penalty xg per ninety are both above 0.7, and his big chances per ninety are above one at home this season, and are five out of the remaining eight games, excluding thirty-one are at home. Um, I did have other stats, but I can't find them. But basically, he is passing the eye test. He's just incredibly frustrating. Um, obviously, the pen miss against Chelsea. Uh, Arsenal. No, Arsenal. Um, and the one against Bournemouth a few weeks before that. Um, but yeah, I think he, he will pull through. Um, he's obviously got the explosive um, 
kind of appeal where he can just pull out a 15-pointer above um, just like that. Um, so definitely him. Um, I think it's hard to justify Darwin or Jota because lots of people, well, most people will have Watkins, um, maybe Tony. Um, I know you don't fancy Kane, but I reckon Kane this week, um, even though Spurs have been crap, he still kind of pulls you up out the mire or at the least registers. Um, so I find it hard to justify one of them, but I think of our defence, probably Robbo, just because he's that much cheaper than Trent. Um, but I think for free hitters, the value probably went up. True. Um, and the fact is that Forrest are terrible away from home, so I'd be reasonably confident of a clean sheet, but we also have been terrible this year, so it wouldn't surprise me if Brennan Johnson or Gibbs White on the counter manages to nick a goal in the first 10 minutes. But yeah, I'm not that sure about three for Liverpool. I think it I'd looks probably like just go the template's going to be Trent, Robertson, Salah, doesn't it? Looks like. Are people going to go that in on defenders? Because that's the thing in midfield, so. we don't really have any other assets apart from Salah. Diaz isn't back fit, match fit yet anyway. Um, so it's probably just Salah in midfield. I think the narrative around Darwin Nunes will probably be subject to worms at Leeds. Like mm. If he starts there and plays well, people will, all oh, right, he's staying in the team. <coughs> I, I want him. But if people haven't got like, the understanding of whether he's definitely going to start on a free hit, you end up going somewhere else, don't you? Yeah. And I don't think there's enough kind of faith in Gakpo to return a, a haul at this stage. Probably not. Um, the other thing, I think, obviously, from the Arsenal game today, he does play on people's minds, is Saka obviously missed the pen but actually wasn't very effective today either. And I think that was probably going to be the big captaincy debate, was probably Salah versus Saka. And I think the longer the week goes on, if most scores tomorrow night, most people will end up captaining Mo, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I saw another part of the thread comparing Martinelli, Odegaard and Saka. Um, and Saka's been the poorest of the three since the World Cup. Um, so uh, I was wavering over whether to shift him on Salah, but I think that's nailed for me now. Um, he's just not looked himself. And I saw something else that with Saliba's injury, Arsenal were playing a lot more down the left than they are the right, um, which means that Saka's been a lot more isolated and just kind of not in the game, really. Um, and that's kind of married up with uh, Martinelli's return to form in that he's been getting lots more assists and goals. Um, and Saka's kind of been a bit on the fringes. I think the Saliba absence has... has culminated as well in the return of Jesus. So you've got yeah. two things that have happened there. And Jesus and Martinelli like the swap position, don't they? Yeah. So the distances to Saka are, are yeah. bigger. And Arsenal like to do that anyway so they can play Diags and, and get Saka one-on-one versus his full-back. But I was surprised he didn't take Cresswell on more today. Because Cresswell, <laughs> Cresswell is not good defensively. And I was surprised Saka, as soon as I saw the team, I thought Saka's going to roast him today. Mm. Um and didn't really happen. But yeah, Saka will still be on my free hit, definitely. The Saka Martinelli plus one with Arsenal for me. Probably Jesus for me. Depend that might come down to Nunes. Uh and fitting in the Potentially. Forward, I feel like how am I gonna free hit Watkins out at the moment with a uh, You tell tell me, you ask me about that one. That's bloody horrible, that is. Yeah, so I don't think I'm going to. And the forward I, I really, really definitely want this week is Isak. Mm-hmm. Dr. Tottenham's going to finish the castle's <laughs> performance from yesterday. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go into it then. Um, so, 
If you haven't listened to us before, we'll move on to Snog Mario Void. Snog Mario Void is a segment where we pick one player to snog, which is a short-term pick. Being free hit 32, it makes sense it's going to be someone around the free hit zone. A marry, a long-term pick that you want for the long-term, and the Void is someone that shouldn't be anywhere near your team. Um, Snogs, uh, James, as the guest, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, why not? Um, people aren't going to follow this advice which is important to say but I've, I've to be honest i talk about ian Acho so much on our pod he, he's got to be my snog wolves at home leads away everton at home next three is really really nice it's just a shame other forwards would be probably a little bit more interesting for this particular week for free hitters um but he might be one who i don't know if you're sitting if you're running through you're sitting there with kane and asking myself how am i going to get to salah Someone like Ian Acho might do the job. Surely he's going to play this week. The two fixtures afterwards, Leeds and Everton, are absolutely great. And 33 looks rough for everyone. So have someone like Ian Acho that week could be quite nice, actually. So short term, yeah, maybe. But I'll be honest, I ain't going there myself. I was about to say, do you actually think he, do you think he starts? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has to, but I mean, do you think he actually does? Yeah, no, I think he'll, I think he'll start against Wolves. And if he starts, I think he'll score. But but I won't free hit him in because I can't be sure of it. No, <laughs> yeah. Simple yeah, as that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, about to say, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go anywhere near it. Just for the, the 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 fear of him not starting, isn't it? Because like, well, Leicester being Leicester at the moment. Because I don't know who's even in charge of them at the moment. I don't think Smith, mate. Oh, of course it's yeah. He's taken over now, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Of course, it happened last week. Oh, Christ, poor them. I think actually as well, the way the game went yesterday, the fact that they were 3-0 down after 25 minutes, probably at the end of the game, their supporters were probably quite happy because they finished the game quite strongly, as as we said. They had chances at the end of the game. And at that point, you're thinking, you know, we're going to get done 6 or 7 here, potentially. So they're probably pretty happy with the way it finished. So actually, their vibe coming into home game with a new manager, whether they wanted him or not, they'll be right up for that against Wolves. Yeah. Yeah, well, they was I guess Wolves look pretty good against us um, on the weekend, so I don't know how they're going to fare. Oh, they did, they did, they did concede quite a few shots at least. So there was definitely chances we had this week. So, yes, um, Cam, yourself this week, who you're snogging? Well, he's your new favourite boy, isn't he? It's Dominic Solanke. <laughs> um, James, you you went on a few weeks ago. I um I I said to avoid Solanke and actually called him Sawanke and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then he's gone on and done what he's done in the last two game weeks. So Our Bournemouth correspondent, Neil Grover, who was at the game yesterday in the corporate bit at Tottenham, I saw catching up on messages on our on our Slack channel, put Salab- Salabki, uh, and obviously in a hurry and didn't correct it. So you can have Salabki <laughs> if you want. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I can't remember which game week it was, but it was a few weeks ago and Twitter was obviously a bit of a microcosm, but it felt like everyone was going mad for him and you weren't a big fan of him. Uh, and at that time, his kind of stats hadn't been great. And he did blank in the previous two prior to his haul against Spurs, but um, grabbed a couple of assists against uh, Wolves and City, then blanked, then scored against Fulham, and then his goal and two assists last time out. But um, the stats that I've got thus far, the, the thread that I was talking about was from Abu Bakr Sadiq. Um, and he's also released some stats on a Solanke in his last four matches in the league, Tom, not just for Bournemouth, but he's first for shots in the box, first for non-penalty XG, first for non-penalty X goal involvement and big chance involvements for his first. Um, and he then plays West Ham in game week 32, which at home. Um, which, right, he's you know, not playing Tottenham or Leicester. <laughs> 
having already had those two the past two weeks. So, I mean, just for a free hit, 5.5, as I say, the form that he's in. Um, and if you even look beyond that, he doesn't double in 34, but he does have Southampton and Leeds. So pretty nice fixtures. Um, and the fact that he does play in 32, he's my snog. Tom, go on, just put you on the spot because we said Solanke and Ian Acha in a similar price. Mm. If you had to buy one for the next three weeks, who would you buy? Ian Acho. All right. Um, I'm probably going Solanke. That's awful, isn't it? I that's <laughs> it. Well, when I, when I, I, I um, brought in Brennan Johnson a few weeks ago, and prior to that, I had been looking at Ian Acho because, as you say, he's just he is Leicester's best finisher, and when he plays, he generally scores. Um, so I just think he's a better goal scorer than Solanke is. Solanke's in good form, but I think if I had each of them through on goal, I'd back Ianacho to score more than I'd back Solanke. Um, I'm not actually sure what a Leicester's fixture is like for the next few. Yeah, good. So Leicester's next three is Wolves at home, Leeds away, Everton at home. Bournemouth is West Ham at home, yeah. Southampton away, Leeds at home. Similar. I mean, they're equally as good. Yeah. Yeah. In that case, yeah, I'd go with Ianacho. Um, but I can't deny Solanke's form of late has been. Noteworthy. One thing you do know with Solanke is he will start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, another player to another another cheap uh, player we're going to pick for my song this week. Um, I mean, it's it's the, the everyone's band Wagner Sweets Arabet Chiesi. Um, he's just been ridiculous, hasn't he, in the last few games? Uh, obviously, two goals this week against Southampton. The second goal was incredible. Pure. The turn turn and finish was mm. beautiful. Obviously, first goal a bit more. A bit more of a lucky one, but still, he's in the box and getting the right areas. Uh, goal against Leeds, assist against Leicester. Um, perfect for a free hit this week, playing Everton. Um, Palace, we, we all knew that Palace had these better fixtures after after Vieira got sacked. Um, and so the fact that they've turned around the, the, their form and they're looking better, to honest, isn't really a massive surprise. Uh, Eze's obviously wasn't really in the team with Vieira, and now Roy's back. He's playing a lot more, as is Elise. Um Everton's next game, then Wolves away, West Ham at home in 34. Again, I think it's a really good one for the double. Um, but again, potentially one you could have to the end of the season because after West Ham at home, they play Dr. Tottenham, um, followed by Bournemouth, Fulham and Nottingham Forest. So, I mean, the run all the way through is fantastic. But for a short-term punt, for the, if you're just free-hitting this week, is easy to get in because um, he's super cheap and it allows you to get you know the slightly more expensive players if you need them in your team. If you want a team with Kane, Salah, whoever else you want in there, Darwin Nunes. Um, so yeah, really cheap, playing really well and playing a Everton team, which just feel like they're just folding every time they're playing at the moment. So yeah. I think certainly for a free hit, he's worth gambling on. Yeah. I'm I'm even tempted. I, I, I probably won't, but there, there is a temptation to double up and go Elise and Eze just for, to get Thanks. away from, to get away from the template really of this, of this week's free hit. Um, because I do think they're just going to go to Everton and absolutely destroy them. With the form they're in and the form Everton are in, it just looks like one of those games ready for a good pasting. Well, they've got the attacking maverick that is Woy at the, at the wheel. So, Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, it's like the fact that Jordan Ayew's scoring goals for them is is, is the biggest uh, shock of them all, isn't it? So That's really the one you want to punt this week. Yeah, oh Christ! If I went Jordan Ayew and he scored again, I mean, he, what has he got? Like he's had like over a hundred appearances for uh, Palace, and he's only scored like what was it, fourteen or fifteen goals in total? So probably wouldn't you said, recommend you said that to one. You said to us but... off camera, he'd been the highest scoring a Palace player, had been the highest scoring player the last two FPL weeks, right? So yeah, I, I, yeah. Ayew's going to make it three out of three, <laughs> and he's going to be two of them. 
yeah, him or Edson Edward, probably one of the two. So, so yes, that is my snog this week. Uh, on to the Marys, your longer term picks, uh, James. Uh, Dr. Tottenham will see you now, Alexander Isak. Uh, goals per minutes has been really, really good as far as I'm concerned. He's got favouritism over Callum Wilson. Tottenham at home, Everton away, and Southampton at home are three brilliant fixtures. Um, Arsenal at home 35, you know, the atmosphere will be good at St. James's. Then importantly, probably double in 36 of Leeds away and Brighton at home. And if we haven't got interest in Chelsea in game week 37, and have perhaps got nine from Brighton, Manchester United and Manchester City for their doubles, we want a couple of singlers. We won't get many better than Isak at home to Leicester in 37. And then by all means, maybe take a punt for someone else in game week 38. Although they go to Chelsea, who are obviously definitely on the beach. Um, Alexander Isak would be my marry. He also, um, despite Newcastle not being great yesterday, had a, a few good efforts, well saved by Emmy Martinez. So, um, you know, he could well have bagged yesterday. Yeah, I made the. I'm not going to say it's a mistake, but I, I did um, had to choose had to choose between keeping Isaac or Ivan Tony. Um, a couple of weeks ago when I got Harlan back into my team and I made the fatal error of... No, I didn't say fatal error. I kept, I, I kept Ivan. Um, and There's a shock. Have, yeah, <laughs> and have regretted it the last couple of weeks, but he will be more than likely my downgrade from Mr. Harold Kane uh, for, for Isaac because obviously um, they will be doubling at some point in the near future, won't they, with Brighton probably slotted in the 36, we think, at the moment still. Yeah, it's almost a certainty as long as City beat Bayern Munich. Because then Brighton Man City has to go to 37. It can't physically go in 35 now because Brighton play on the Monday in game week 34 and Newcastle's the lunchtime... Uh, sorry, it's the wrong way around. Brighton play on the Monday night in 35, Newcastle with a lunchtime kickoff at Leeds in 36. So it can't fit in that 35 midweek in any case. So as long as City beat Bayern Munich, yeah, 36 is a, is a certainty. Yeah, so um, Cam, we've already done your marry with Mo Salah this week. Um, so I'm going to go straight on to mine. Um, talking about how good he was today, uh, Mr. Bruno Fernandes. Honestly, I think was the best player on the pitch today. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, some of the balls he was putting in was ridiculous. Um, some of the chances he had, I mean, probably should have scored that header. Um, and obviously uh, had a couple more chances. So he probably should have at least got a few. A few returns today um, has been really good. Obviously, we're not sure where, where the what the status is with Rashford and where he's going to be uh, coming up for the next few weeks. But if he's not back, um, if he is still injured, or to be honest, if you have, have Rashford and you want to double up, which to be honest, I might do myself anyway. Um, as James was saying, they've got Dots Tottenham in 33. Uh, they're obviously not playing this week. They have a blank, but with a lot of people free hitting, uh, it might be one to get in for 33 with Spurs away. The double of Aston Villa and Brian, which isn't the best double in the world with the way Villa are playing. But obviously, Man United do have a lot to play for. And then um, still a game to be rearranged with Chelsea, which will go into, I, I assume again, 36 or 37, that one. Probably later, later on. Which fixture, sorry, Tom? The United-Chelsea game. Certainty for 37. Cool. Basically. So that'll be Bournemouth away and Chelsea at home. So to be able to have him for the rest of the season with, to be honest, pretty good fixtures um, throughout. Obviously, the Villa-Brighton fixtures being the hardest, but being that a double, not too bad really as a double. So then obviously West Ham, Wolves, Bournemouth away and Fulham at home with the Bournemouth away game being twinned with Chelsea at home. 
and with Chelsea being at home, I mean, to be honest, that's that's. I mean, there's never been a one on the FDR, but that could may as well be one at the moment. So, yes, Bruno Fernandez shots fired. I mean, they usually are at Chelsea. So Bruno Fernandez is my marry for the week. Um, <clears throat> my personal favourite part of of the pod, as normal, uh, is the avoid section because it's a nice little area. We can have a little bit of a rant. Um, James, who's your avoid this week? Who you picking? Uh, Mr. Harold of Kane. He's uh, absolutely avoided with Newcastle, Man United, Liverpool next. But I would say to caveat that is with Harry, the fixtures don't matter so, so much. And I wouldn't be that surprised if Tottenham lost 4 1 three times and he scored in all of them. Um, but you're not going to be using him for captaincy. He's an obvious one, I think, if people are looking to downgrade to help facilitate a Bruno Fernandes or a Mo Salah come game week 34. Um, he's an avoid. The fixtures are rough. Even 36 away to Villa looks rougher now. Interestingly, game week 36, if Newcastle Brighton does go in there, it's going to be some mad benching headaches that week. Mm. And I wouldn't mind betting a few people would end up benching Kane away to Villa. Never bench Kane. No, never bench Kane. No, I quite agree with that. So as much as they avoid, no, it's sell or play. Um, but yeah, voyage certainly not going in now. Um, interestingly, Tom, I'd be interested to know your opinion. If I said to you, you've got a captain Isak or Kane this week, who would you, who would you captain? It's probably Isak, to be honest. Um, Spurs at home. Uh, sorry, uh, Newcastle at home. Oh, it, it, the thing that throws it is obviously how poor they were against Villa. But I think being at Villa, being at home this year, they've been really good. And Isak has been phenomenal. I mean, he could have could have scored yesterday. He did have a, a block, a shot blocked on the line, wasn't it, by Tyrone Ming? So he did have a, he did have a good chance. Um, Martinez tipped one over the bar as well. Yeah, so I'd probably go with second at the moment if I was picking one of them. I won't pick either of them as my captain, but I will be. <laughs> I will be. Uh, I, sometimes I, I will be picking between them because at the moment it's actually my free hit team and Harry Kane isn't. So I got I got a different one for Cam. Would you rather captain Kane or Gabriel Jesus? So I've just noticed that Arsenal are the first game week of the sorry first game of the game week. My armband is currently on Martinelli. Um, but yeah, that might have to change. He's not the Sandy 1230, <laughs> so you're all right, mate. <laughs> um, sorry, Jesus or Kane, did you say? Yeah. Uh, probably Jesus, Southampton at home. Uh, both the of them. Th- Would you rather captain Kane or Ollie Watkins away to Brentford? I mean, obviously Kane, because Ollie Watkins didn't score in any at Brentford. So <laughs> Watkins is better away from home than he is at home, and he bagged two <laughs> last time out. So. Wow. So this is what I'm saying. The, the, the point of asking that question is, do you actually really want Harry Kane if you're free hitting this week? No, no, it's a it's a very good point because um, probably all going to have Trippier as well. Yep. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, my free hit team currently doesn't have Harry Kane. Currently has Kieran Trippier, um, and currently has Isaac up top. So yeah, I've currently got no Spurs. In my in difficult my thing team. with Spurs is that they are so up and down. Like as you said, no one would have banked on them beating Brighton, particularly with the performance they put in, but they did. Then they lose to Bournemouth. And I think the Newcastle result yesterday against Villa, well, sorry, the performance against Villa was a, a blip for them. I think they will be back at it against Spurs, especially at home. But Kane does have a really good record away against, uh, not even just away, but a really good record against Newcastle. And Spurs, for whatever reason, could smash and grab or even turn up and play really well against Toon. So I'm just completely torn, but I'm just going with the fact that he's been unreal all year for Spurs. So I'm just going to hold him because it's too scary to get rid, basically. The holding Harry Kane is fine. 
the Tottenham <clears throat> smash and grab is um, laughing hard inside, mate. Um, I, I, I think of, I can't of, 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 of the three games Tottenham have got coming up, Newcastle, United, Liverpool, this is the worst one for Tottenham. It's Newcastle. Do you reckon? Yeah. Okay. I think I think Liverpool's a very winnable game for Spurs. And that's not just being pessimistic. Um, as I say, Kane, all, not always, but has a very good li- record against Liverpool too. Liverpool um, give you a chance. Exactly. That's the difference between Liverpool and Newcastle. And with Son on the counter, um, you know, he nearly got the better of Van Dijk when Van Dijk was Ballon d'Or nominee. And he's certainly not that nowadays. So um, it is definitely a, a banana skin for us that game. Hmm. Avoid Cam. Harry Kane. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> avoid Harry Kane. Cam, who are you? Uh... Anything else from Tottenham? Just bin. Sack it off. <laughs> it's like don't don't want to, don't want to punt on a Hyomin Son after two goals. People two were games. asking me last week about Poro versus Perisic, and yeah, oh, God. okay, if it's one week, <clears throat> I can literally okay, maybe. I think you could go Sonny in your free hit team for uh, after two goals and two games. You wouldn't the other thing as well? Not going Kane in the free hit as well is there is you are then under no restriction on budget. Yeah, absolutely. No, definitely. That's what I found because I did have Kane originally in my team and it meant it it, it caused a few headaches. It did it did make it you easy. Won't have to, you won't have to think, oh, I need to activate early to get these price rises and stuff like that. I've got to go Canate over Robbo because I can't afford the extra three you, mil. You won't have these choices if you don't yeah, put absolutely. Harry Kane in. A- absolutely. Um, Cam, who are you uh, avoiding this week? Uh, Jacob Ramsey. Um, when we were trying to work out, you made the good point that how many was it? Thirty, nearly thirty thousand have already brought him in, um, which isn't many. Still only owned by one percent. But when I was trying to pick someone, I looked back at his recent form, and he's actually got a goal involvement in four of the past five games. Um, which obviously Villa have been incredible form in those past. Well, beyond that, past eight games, um, they've won all of those last five. But even though he's so cheap at five point two, I just don't think that form. He can maintain it. He's played most games this year and got good minutes, but he's only really recently come into form. And I don't think you can bank on that for, um, yeah, that sort of midfield player. Although he, he does get forward, um, I just don't think he's worth it. Um, and yeah, they're obviously in great form, got decent fixtures coming up in Brentford, Fulham, arguably United away with the form that they're in. Um, but yeah, for me, he's an avoid. He started the last eight. It's worth saying before that he had some injury issues and he's certainly got license to basically come right. off the flank mm. and get himself into a 10 position. Um, so, I mean, he'd probably be a difficult pick over sort of Eze, Elise, some yeah. sort of price at the moment. But I can understand why people are going in and just naturally he's just hauled, right? So the herds will just buy anyway, yeah. right? And I suppose if you're looking 32 and 33, Fulham at home for Villa is one of the better fixtures because 33 is so rough. Yes. Um, I, I think it's just like you go, especially going further forward, it's, again, it's just another midfielder when you've got so many midfielder choices. It yeah. just seems... I would prefer it's to hard have to Eze or Elisa over him, basically. Um, yeah. And I think with Watkins, you've got enough cover on the Villa assets. So, I agree. It's similar value. You're not going to probably have him over one of the Brighton guys. No, I don't think. But you might have him for this week. But I, I agree with you. I think if that was the choice, then I'm going with a Palace player at that value. 
yeah, because they're not going to score against Brentford. So, or, or even um, even arguably throwing a you know proper differential, throw a name in who, who did quite well at Saturday, it's Harry Wilson of Fulham. Yeah, who's missed the majority of the season through injury. Um, scored at the weekend was really unlucky not to get another. You think Leeds at home? Well, I think we were overlooking that fixture a little bit. We might not subject to our Leeds play against Liverpool. I say we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens tomorrow. But um, that'll be interesting. What's happened to Man of Solomon as well? Has he just sort of not been? He just seems to he, all of a sudden is just in and then back out. And he's, he seems yeah, to have gone. I think he, he that would be a really interesting one. He had the chance for the Williams suspension and, and apparently underwhelmed quite a bit. And now you've probably got William Deckard over Reed and Harry Wilson, Harry Wilson probably all ahead of him, probably. Yeah, strange. Very strange. It's actually the, well, how he was playing when he came back in. Um, yeah, it seems strange. He's just been sort of shit back out. Uh, my avoid this week. Um, but Cam, you know usually that every season we seem to have one player that seems to be my target for avoids. Mm. Like was it first year was Timo Werner. can't remember who it was last year. Well, I think it might have been Son because... Uh, Slivs used to dislike Son and then I think you took out that mental I did I think it was Son last year uh, this year Ben White um, he's my avoid this week uh, he was on what I avoided a few weeks ago and um, he is scoring consistent points but why would you have an Arsenal defender which just keeps conceding goals and he, keep, he keeps getting bought in by loads of people I know he's really, well, he's not even that cheap anymore it's what he started the season at 4.5 not he's now the highest scoring defender in the game is he the highest scoring defender in the game I think so well, I still think it's ridiculous. Like, I don't understand why people keep. Is he? I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look quick. Is he actually the highest no, trippy? Yeah, good old trips. Good old trips. Good old trips. Trippy is thirty six points clear. Knocking him down a second. So, um, but I don't understand like the mentality to get him in. Like, like they don't have any doubles left. Um, they've got pretty tough fixtures after. I mean, I get it for the, maybe for this week for the free hit against Southampton, but I think there's three better Arsenal players you can choose from. They've got Man City away, Chelsea at home, which, yeah, that being said, we've seen pretty, pretty crap. Um, Newcastle away, Brian at home, and the finished season with Nottingham Forest and Wolves. But, I mean, they've conceded two to West Ham today, where they looked pretty terrible. Um, they conceded two to Liverpool the week before. They conceded to Leeds before that, Palace before that. The last clean sheet was in game week 27. I know he's got attacking returns more recently and has been better on, on that side of the, of the pitch. But I just don't think, if you're if you're buying in a defender where your sole purpose is looking just for their attacking returns, I feel there's better defenders to have at the moment. Gosh. Any, no, not, not agreement with that one. Do you think it's a... Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't be buying an Arsenal defender right now, but it's probably a debate for this week whether I do or go free offensive, right? Mm. I'd probably have a slight favouritism for Gabriel this week. That's purely on the basis that Bazuno doesn't can't, uh, claim the area very well. And yeah, I could I could see the 15-pointer there. With Wyatt, you never quite feel it's going to be that. Maybe that's because his returns have come in games where they've conceded as well, maybe. I'm yeah, sure. I mean, he's yeah, he seems to have got, yeah, his returns have been very constant throughout the year, but they are conceding quite a lot of goals still at Arsenal, yeah. relatively. Um, yeah, I, I, I just don't. I just don't like it. I just don't think it's. I, there's better players to pick for attacking yeah. returns. Well, I would say no. I I agree with you, Tom. The only thing I would say as well is a, a lot of say 34, for example, got Chelsea at home. Probably bench it because of the the doubles for other teams. 35 away to Newcastle probably bench it most people are in a position where they they can bench someone like that at the moment and in the last three you might find there isn't much Arsenal ownership about yeah and then stick what? it in so if you're if you're playing it this week benching it for the next three playing it again then it's sitting there ready for you 
yeah. I think if you own him long term, there's no reason to sell him. But I just getting him in seems a bit rogue when you can have other players. I mean, Tyrone Mings, you can have sitting on your bench yeah. for six points, like I did this week. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just not, not, not a huge fan. Definitely, I don't think. Well, I personally don't want to get him in and go anywhere near Arsenal defenders at the moment. So, Gareth Southgate's also not a fan. Yeah, no, I know. I still, still, no one's not sure what's happened after that after the World Cup, were they? So, hmm. it's a strange one. We'll see what happens. Whether he, whether he gets a place back, I don't think so. No, it does seem to be very much. Uh, He's out and that's it sort of thing. I think so. so. Feels like that, yeah. Mm. Anyway, that's Stogmare Avoid for the week. So um, thanks for facts that, James. Um, this week, so you're free hitting this week. Um, captaincy, who are you thinking about at the moment? Barry, I know it's a bit, a bit fresh at the moment, but initial thoughts? Um, I think it's probably between Frey, uh, mm-hmm. Salah, Martinelli, Saka. That's probably not going to be anything that's wild okay. for anyone to hear, but yeah, it's probably between those three, and it probably just comes down to what I think about Southampton and Forest later in the week is probably what it's down to. Um, I, you could see both of them winning four. If I said you know both going to win four nil, we wouldn't be shot. Not Jesus, yeah. no interest in Jesus. No, I don't think so. Not on the captain. So, I'd rather I'd rather at this on a free here, rather captain mm. a midfield player. Yeah, that's yeah, true. And that's obviously got an extra point for you the got goal. The don't extra you? point for the goal, and probably with the fixture, an extra clean point sheet, for clean sheet as well. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> I think it would be one of those three. I probably like to go Martinelli, but it feels a little bit more punty. I, I think the the safer play, based on what I saw today, is as long as there's no reason to think Salah won't play on Saturday. I think Forest are there to be done so badly. Yeah, they looked. Shocking, didn't they? Um, they? Whereas I think Southampton have, uh, I don't know, they've taken a big beat in recently. It doesn't feel that way. And of course, uh, the Arsenal way is a very different game. I think I they've think, just steadily lost games rather than been particularly... I think happy. the longer it goes in a week, like I said, if, if Salah scores at Leeds and because Saka's missed the penalty, I think that was going to be the big debate. I think it will lean more towards Salah the longer the week goes on. And then almost at that point, if you're not going with it, you might want to ask yourself if he, if he's even worth sticking in at all. So, Cam, Cam, what are you doing this week? Because obviously you're not free here this week. Yeah, I just realised that. Yeah, my my move this week is to bring Salah in. Um, so that's why I've not got the armband on him. But yeah, for me, I think it's between Martinelli and Salah. Um, yeah, just prime fixture, isn't it? The, the two teams' most threatening players. Um, and yeah, Forest. Um, you know, normally are good at home and then terrible on the road, but they were awful today at home. So hopefully that bodes well for Liverpool come Saturday, Sunday, whenever we play them. Uh, but yeah, I've managed to get a full play in 11. Annoyingly, I think I might have to make a transfer on my keeper, which is seems a bit of a waste because I don't like making transfers on keepers, but Ward doesn't seem to be playing at all. So I kind of do need a backup keeper. So um, who's your yeah. other keeper? Uh, Kepa, so he's blanking. Oh, uh, right. So I'll have a bare 11, but yeah, I'm hoping that holding the free hit for 34 will pay more dividends than using it this week. I was going to say, Alison, but if you're, if you're free hitting 34, that doesn't appeal in quite the same way, actually. Yeah, I've not actually put a draft together of who I'm kind of going to leave, just leave that. Sam Johnson? Yeah, but that might come back and start biting as well. Then what if Mendy gets in? Want sure, and she don't want to change that again, do you? 
Yeah. Is Sam Johnson a shout? Oh, when Gates gets back in, uh, fit, you mean? Sorry. I mean, to be honest, Johnson's <clears> done well enough that there's every chance to keep his place, but he's potentially another headache further down the line, isn't it? Yeah, if yeah. Mendy becomes a Kepper problem as well. Um, Just get yeah, David Ray Kepper obviously 37 as well, double if he keeps his place. And it's worth saying he, he played well for Chelsea against Brighton yeah, yesterday. Yeah. So there's no reason at this moment to think that it all loses place. I mean, Lampard spoke quite highly of him actually on Friday. So yeah, maybe Johnson fixes it in the immediate Everton at home. Then even 34 when Chelsea go to Arsenal, you've got Palace at home to West Ham. It's not, it's not terrible. Neto oh. might be another one to consider. If you're looking at it that yeah. way, then it's West Ham at home 32. And he just seems 34. to score points consistently. Mm. I mean, Bournemouth have picked up quite a few shock results along the way, but I was looking at him earlier when I was trying to work out this keeper conundrum and he's yeah been solid. Or I mean if you if you if you enjoy pain, <laughs> just buy Everson. <laughs> well, this is what I'm thinking the swap is gonna be, just ward to Everson. Um and then you know, Kepa will kind of um, reassume his place once uh, we get well, past 32. Well, I was thinking maybe sell Kepa. Oh, instead of Kepa. Just go to two Leicester. Imagine yeah. you swap it and then Ward comes back in goal. Well, exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that, that was something we season this year, which, wasn't it? Which, which isn't impossible, right? No. Because this week they've got the whole week of training, which didn't really well, This was the thing with, um, with Dean Smith coming in. I did think Ward might get his place back, but um, it probably was just Smith didn't want to upset the apple cart and see how they all got on this week, and then maybe he'll make his own stamp on the team going forwards. But it's possible, yeah, we shall see. But yeah, I'm going. I'm rocking a bare eleven. Basically, is the plan for this week, and captain will be either Salah or Martinelli. Just just a note on that on um, from Martinelli's perspective. Obviously, Ainsley Maitland-Niles been playing right back. He's on loan from Arsenal, isn't he? Mm. So he'll be ineligible. Mm. Sort of move Walker Peters back to the right-hand side, almost definitely. Probably remain proud to play on the left. It's something would add to the Saka narrative, possibly. Mm. It's fine. I'm captain Antonio this week anyway, so... Uh, There's a shock. For his, for his hat-trick <laughs> against Villa. Uh, no, I'm actually doing quite well this year, so I'm probably going to be relatively sensible and captain someone like the thing is, so The thing is that I'm just playing safe at the minute and lots of my captaincies dictated by EO so Salah's going to be ridiculous so I'm probably just going to do that to cover it off but aren't we funny <laughs> I thought this was meant to be a comedy podcast <laughs> no no definitely isn't that no 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 we just comedy of errors yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we accept we're shit now so um and yeah well, I mean on that note that's pretty much all we've got time for I think um that's sadly sadly all we've got time for uh James thanks very much for joining us Pleasure. Uh, absolute pleasure sir um i mean you may as well plug what you do but to be honest the majority of people that listen to you or sorry the majority of people listen to us they don't listen to you trying to probably stop to listen to us and start listening to you so should probably plug you coming on my podcast this this <laughs> yeah, tuesday actually should. for clash of correspondence brentford versus aston villa yeah i'm one half of the planet fpl podcast will uh the knowledgeable one although well, the knowledgeable football one such as actually the real life intelligent one uh yeah you can find us on the usual audio video platforms i say video platforms actually no that's a lie we're only on youtube um yeah we got about 10 pods a week generally and then and we kind of 
we can't even turn up once a week to do it. So <laughs> I don't blame you. There's plenty of times I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Especially uh, when Tottenham have had a bad result. <laughs> most weeks most at weeks. the moment, isn't it? It's like that when Sidger goes on the podcast tomorrow, ah, Tottenham 2, Bournemouth 3. So what happened, James? Uh, right, it's like get the bleep machine ready, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, I will be, as, as you said, I'll be uh, joining you. Uh, with with Lee, the Aston Villa correspondent, Clash of the Correspondents this week, Brentford versus Aston Villa. I am absolutely buzzing for it. Cannot wait. And yes, that is sarcasm. Um, you can find us obviously on Twitter, uh, FBL Dummy Cam and FBL Dummy Tom. Um, and we will more than likely be back again next week to, well, I, I'll be probably pretty happy because I'm sure my free hit team's going to be ridiculously good and Cam's going to be crying because his terrible decision to try and get through free hit 32 without free hitting. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, but then, then it'll be flipped on its head for 34. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I'm just taking advantage of it while I can. So, yeah, um, whatever you do, good luck next week, and we will see you soon. Cheers for now. Bye.